you know, our, our understanding of Pharisees are, are sort of colored by the negative portrayal that they receive in the Gospels. Because Jesus is always calling them out for their hypocrisy. So we tend to think of them as sort of bad guys. But in the context of the story, they're not really bad guys. They were the religious leaders. They were sort of like your parish priests. They were me. And so they were the experts on what the, what the uh, scriptures and how to live an effective Jewish life. So they were, they were to the, the perception of the people, not bad guys, just good holy men. So you got a good holy guy, and then you got the tax collector, which is like the extortionist mobster, like a bad guy, like a human trafficker kind of a guy. So in we hear the story, it's not two bad guys, it's a really bad guy and then kind of a good guy. All of us, basically. People fulfilling the, the, the will of God on a daily, on a weekly basis. Hey, we're here on a Sunday morning and it's rainy out. 75% of other Catholics aren't even gonna bother today. And we're here. So that's where we stand in this story. And yet, we see that the tax collector understands his need for God's mercy much more than the Pharisee. And perhaps it's obvious because he's so far away from God. But the problem is, is that we can, the you and me, the Pharisees of the story, can take for granted, can say, well, yeah, I'm checking my Catholic boxes. I'm doing exactly what I've been asked to do. The problem with sort of comfortable Christianity is it doesn't take long until it becomes complacent Christianity, complacent discipleship. I did my thing, said my mass, boom, rosary, good. I'm good for the day. Whereas an attitude of recognizing that we truly do need God that we would probably be saints in heaven right now if we had our act completely together. The prayer that the tax collector prays has actually been used mostly in the Eastern Christian tradition, in the Orthodox, as a prayer that is prayed constantly. It's called the Jesus Prayer. What he says is, have mercy on me, a sinner, is actually, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner. And it's repeated in the monasteries and in the monastic tradition, in the mystics. Let this prayer resonate in their hearts. Those who have devoted themselves purely to the prayer of God, allow this prayer to resonate fully in their lives. Because it is a constant reminder that if I don't know that I'm sick or admit that I knit, then I'm not going to go see a doctor. If I don't find, really realize the places in my heart that are wounded, then I won't seek healing. If I don't know where I am a sinner, then I won't seek forgiveness. Over time, the visions of God as, uh, have shifted. And so a generation in the, before the Second Vatican Council, in this, where people were raised with a very fearful sense of God. That if you messed up, 
There were big X marks in heaven, and God was looking out for you to mess up and counting it. In a way, you can see older iconography where God is seen as a stern king. But yet, as we've evolved, we've come to see Jesus almost as too much of a pushover. Like, oh, well, kind of a happy hippie who doesn't really care what we do just so long as we're doing our best. And it's reflected often in how we speak about our own sinfulness. It's not uncommon for people to say, well, I don't need to go to confession. I haven't killed anybody, which is a really low bar for trying to be an excellent human being. Not being a murderer does not make you a saint. It makes you not a murderer. But yet, we're all called to sort of a sense of excellence, which transcends just complacency, but calls us into, and the secret to this, the secret to this is to recognize, I need Jesus Christ. I need Jesus Christ. That it's not a hobby in my life, and, or in any one of our lives should it be, but rather the defining relationship which helps me understand my, my family, my, how I react to my neighbors, how I deal with everything in life. It is the, the, the basis on which my heart should beat every day. But we can't realize we need a savior unless we realize that we need to be saved. And so it is I invite you to let that prayer of the tax collector become each one of ours. You wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep, put yourself back to sleep by saying, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on me, a sinner, and let it continually repeat. Sitting in traffic, turn off the radio and allow that prayer to, to sink more deeply into the beats of your heart. Say half of it on the in-breath and half of it on the out-breath, on the exhale, to realize if we are going to have a Savior, we really truly need to be saved. Praise be Jesus Christ.